Welcome everyone to episode 42 of the HSO Dynamics Matters podcast, your regular sonic dive into the world of Microsoft technology related matters and much more besides. I'm your host Michael Lonnon and in this episode we'll be discussing the issue of fraud, which is a big issue and growing concerns more people and businesses operate online. So I conducted my very own phishing attack to snare Microsoft's fraud expert from across the pond, Sandra Feinberg. We had a great chat about why fraud is becoming an increasing problem and what you can do to protect yourself. So grab a brew, sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Tea or coffee? (laughs) Well, um, I'm a snobby coffee drinker, so I only get non-fat decaf lattes. So I don't do those at home. At home, I do drink tea. Okay, how do you have your tea when you're at home then? Two ways. I do green tea, just standard green tea, no sugar. And then I also do a decaf cold green tea that I like to have during the day. Oh, cleansing. Okay. Book or Kindle? Book. Good. Winter or summer? Summer. Is greater digital accessibility a good thing or bad? Greater digital acceptability. Accessibility. Um, Accessibility. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm split on that one because the more assets we have to utilize and make lives easier or more informative is a good thing. To the younger generation, I think it's a bad thing because the younger generation tends to not know how to speak and have a conversation, how to approach somebody else. Yeah. Uh, So I'm equally split on that one. I couldn't agree with you more. In fact, I was just telling my two-of-year-old to put a bloody phone down and get off these silly videos that they sit there and they waste, I don't know, endless hours just staring at without actually communicating with the world around. It drives me bonkers. Exactly. Anyway, okay. So topic of discussion today is you're a fraud expert. So I'll give you a nice, easy opening question. Is fraud to you becoming a greater problem? And if so, why do you think it is? I do think it's becoming a bigger problem because fraudsters are getting more sophisticated. They're very smart, right? So we always say if a fraudster can take what they know and apply it in a a legal fashion, they probably would be billionaires, right? They would be amazing. (laughs) Um, So I, I do think it's a bigger problem. And I think why is because we as merchants tend to get complacent. We like to stay with what we know. And and as I'm in the fraud prevention business and I'm I'm presenting these solutions to various merchants, they, they always tell me, well, what we have is good enough. And I think I, to myself in life, why is good enough just good enough? That's ridiculous to me. You know? do, do they not think that um, cri- criminals are becoming more sophisticated? And aren't they aware that their skills are improving all the time and they've got better technologies to break into, into businesses? Do they, are they not aware of that? Sometimes they're not aware. That may come from the top level, but that, that day-to-day analyst is concerned that other technologies may be replacing them. So they have to do all that they can within their environment. And they just take fraud as a cost of doing business, as opposed to of, of turning that around and maybe right. making it a, a profit center for them as opposed to a cost center. 
How do you think they can? You could change that kind of whole thought process then of the complacency. You're thinking of it as a cast. How could you get the higher ups people to think of it more as a, as you say, as a, a profit generating activity? I think that they should they should audit their own results. And by doing that, shadow test some other innovative technologies against their current solutions of what they're currently doing today. They don't have to do anything different. Just let those other solutions shadow the the processes and see if they can obtain a better result. Okay. Is that how organizations are managing for better or approaching it? Yes, because they're at least open to innovation. They're open to looking at machine learning and not just using a rules-based system, for example. So you have to be able to open your mind and explore all the various opportunities for for new data inputs that are out there. Is there a perceived cost? Is that also part of the um, reticence to to embrace more innovative technologies to tackle fraud, do you think? Is it a cost thing? Yeah, it, it may be a cost. It's more of a bandwidth issue. A lot of, of merchants say that their their book is done for the year. They don't have enough engineers to work on this, that kind of thing. As far as a, a true cost, from Microsoft perspective, we offer free proof of concept. So we know the struggle as both being a merchant and a provider of the same fraud technology. We have a little different view on it. It's it's a little unique in the market. So we do encourage them to, to take advantage of our no-cost proof of concept so they can actually, like I said, do that shadow test or, or even do a historical analysis where using historical data, you don't have to disrupt the flow. You don't need an engineer involved. And it also gives you a good indicator of how your solutions are performing today. That's a great proposition. And Microsoft's story behind this is actually quite interesting, isn't it? As, a, as If you can give it kind of a 60-second overview, it's because Microsoft has effectively used the, or is now pushing the solution to, to tackling fraud. It's something that they developed to tackle problems that they were facing themselves, weren't they? Exactly. So as you know, Microsoft's a top 10 e-commerce company. And about six years ago, we were using third-party providers, different device fingerprinting uh, vendors, things like that. And our executive said, guys, we're getting killed with fraud. You know, we, we're Microsoft. We should be able to do better yeah. than this. So our engineers came up with an internal solution. We've been using it for the last six years. We commercialized it about three years ago. The results were just outstanding. And personally, I come from the payments and fraud industry for the last 25 years. So when I saw their technology, I just thought to myself, wow, I need to be a part of that because it was really a game changer. So if, you've, uh, if you're an organization then, if, if you've got a, a, a problem or you think there's a perceived problem or perhaps a gap in your defenses, how can you go about, I don't know, finding that gap? Uh, or how can you go about making yourself become more uh, ready to tackle problems as they evolve? Because as you say, or, or as I've heard, actually, tackling forward is kind of like a battleground as you develop ways to to tackle it in one step. The, the forces find new ways, new technologies, new approaches to find new loopholes, which you then got to solve. So how can companies evolve with those changes as well? What's the best way you'd recommend? That's a great that's a great question. And I would recommend taking a layered approach. Because when you're layering your approach, you're layering your data and each approach should be able to share the data. 
For example, if if you have an account creation or account sign in on your website, then those risk checks should speak to your e-commerce protection as well. And then those risk checks should speak to your omni-channel purchases, things like people returning goods or asking for refunds, voids, employee discounts. If you have a data share between all three of those categories, it makes you much smarter and it makes you much more likely to stop the fraud than having the fraud intersect in one of those siloed areas. Uh, data, data and analytics, they, that comes up with absolutely uh, every conversation I have when it comes to technology but it's really really important here as well isn't it without the information without the data there's no way you can spot where the loopholes are where the gaps are in your defenses uh... exactly and we call that network effect so when all those different pieces of data are feeding into the same network obviously in in a compliant and secure way, then you take those those network effect and you look for patterns of fraud within them. And then you're able to identify where those fraudsters are, are laying low within your organization and how to stop them when they come to the forefront. Very good. And where's Microsoft going next with this then? That's a great question. First of all, most people don't even know that Microsoft has a fraud protection solution. So that, that's, that's my It's good that we're talking about it. <laughs> it's to talk about it. Get some market awareness going. And, and then really take a look at, you know, we're, we're very well versed in gaming, retail, travel, fraud. But that next frontier is really employee collusion and anomaly detection. So you may think that all your fraudsters are coming from external sources, but with COVID and the work from home scenarios, we're finding more and more employee collusion going on. How do you detect those anomalies that are coming from your point of sale, things of of that nature? So I think that that is the next frontier as well. There are smart people out there using technology to do some bad things. If they put those abilities towards a power of good, they'd likely be doing very well for themselves. And this is the view of Microsoft's Sandra Feinberg. But while they put their time to more unscrupulous activities, you do need to protect yourself. And for this, you need intelligent technology that learns and evolves from attacks in other organizations first, and then evolves to match the patterns and behaviors of the fraudsters. This keeps you protected, even if they use new methods to target your business. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to learn more about fraud management, check out episode 39 of this series with HSO fraud expert Pete Sharp.